Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now let's get on to today's episode. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Joshua Segafis podcast. You know how it is. This is the podcast where you learn how to be truly alpha, to succeed in dating, relationships, business, fitness, and everything else that matters. Happy Tuesday. How are you doing this week? I hope your week is going awesome. I hope you're crushing it. I hope you're living the alpha mentality authentically, on purpose, proactively, right? No more beta nonsense. No more beta bullshit. It's time to get out there and crush it, create your destiny, create the life that you desire for yourself. And today's episode is directly tied to all of that, how to find your life purpose and achieve it in 11 steps. This is going to be based on a blog post I wrote this week. This one is very close to my heart. I've really been pursuing this idea of finding our purpose to a deeper level really figuring out what that means and then how to do it, right? How can we do it? How can you do it? And then even more importantly, how can I show and explain this to people, right? Because I've found my purpose in life. I found my purpose years ago, um, but I, I found it late. My life had to crash and burn first. You know, I had to wake up. It was a tragedy. It was a tragedy that shook me awake. And I'm going to tell you more about it here in a little bit. But first, I want to update you on some stuff going on in my life. First of all, I'm getting deeper into this replacing energy drink thing. I, I think last week I talked to you about how I have to quit the energy drinks. There's unhealthy stuff in them. Now I'll admit I've drank one or two, you know, over the course of the week, but nothing near what I was drinking before. Um, and I've been drinking coffee. Okay. Now I'm not a huge coffee fan. I'm not, but you know, I've been trying this and I'm, I think to myself, this is an acquired taste and I'll bet through necessity I will acquire the taste for it. If it's if it's my only option, I'll bet you that I'll come to like it. This is just kind of how I am. I'm I'm pretty adaptable in this way. So here's what I did. I got on online and I ordered myself a, a Turkish coffee pot, one of those copper ones, you know. Uh you know those little copper ones and I ordered a grinder and I ordered some some good coffee, some premium coffee. Uh, now I'm no coffee expert. I don't know a damn thing about coffee, but I got online and I researched it and I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to brew coffee and I have a little bit of knowledge about the different brew methods because I have written content in the past about the history of different coffee brew methods. And it's pretty interesting. Actually, coffee aficionados are interesting people because coffee is an ancient drink, you know? And so it's something that's been around forever, and I appreciate it. However, I've never been into it, you know what I'm saying? I've never been like into it, but now I'm getting into it, and we're going to try the Turkish coffee first, and and I, you know, I just really believe that that's going to be the one I like, because 
The difference is you grind the beans really fine, really fine, and you mix them into the coffee, right? So there's no, there's really no straining going on, and there's no, you know, having to separate the grounds, and there's no pour. Okay, so this is like this is good. This is this is a method for brewing coffee that like a barbarian like me would probably be able to get right a lot sooner than the other ways, right? The other ways require you to pour it a certain way and, you know, the grind, the grinds aren't as fine. And I just think that this Turkish coffee pot is going to hold the answers. And here's what I'm thinking in my mind. I'm thinking going to put a little cinnamon in there, right? A little cinnamon. And then I'm going to put a little um, cocoa powder in there maybe, a tiny bit. Maybe try to get the flavor going. Don't want to be putting the sugar in there. Don't want to be putting the honey in there. And I'll tell you why here in just a minute. I'll tell you why, but uh, you know, in my mind, this is going to be a win. You know, so so I'm I ordered this stuff. It's supposed to come in on Friday. I'm really pumped. So over the weekend, I'm going to get to try some Turkish coffee. Try my hand at it. I have a feeling it'll take me a week or two of making it every day to really figure out how to do it. I'm you know, I'm going to binge some YouTube, try to figure out how to do it. But I'm I'm invested in this. I'm really invested in this, guys. I want to live to be a hundred and like 120. I want to live to be 120, you know. I I haven't been very kind to my body. I've I've drank a lot of, you know, sugary drinks. I've eaten a lot of fried processed food, you know, but I'm lucky. I'm fortunate and I'm grateful that I'm in the the health the shape I'm in. Like I I haven't really had any health problems, although you know, when I was gaining weight and I was being sedentary and I wasn't exercising, I'll admit I was starting to, I was starting to get a little scared about my health and it really woke me up. And and then I had an interview actually um, on my podcast. If you go back a little ways, um, I had an interview and the title is actually um, about erectile dysfunction. But I had a an interview with Dr. Judson Brandeis who wrote The 21st Century Man. And it I'll be honest, that interview really woke me up to a lot of health issues that men face. And that, and I was like, I don't want to I don't want to have those health issues. I want to be a healthy guy. I want to still be feeling great when I'm 50. I want to be looking great when I'm 60. I was I still want to be having bomb sex when I'm 60. You know, I don't want my life to be over with early because I didn't take care of myself, right? And I think this is important. I think we all need to take better care of ourselves. This is so important. Uh, for men and women, obviously. But I do feel like in our culture, men don't prioritize it as highly as women. I think the average woman uh, takes a lot better care of herself, right? And there's a few different reasons for that. But men, there's no excuse. We got to take care of ourselves. We got to be healthy, all right? Now, speaking of being healthy, I have once again changed up my diet a little bit. Okay, so here's the thing. I've been losing weight, in, and I'll tell you where I'm at. Like I started, I was at 257, back um in in like november of last year and i joined the boxing gym and i wanted to work out and i I pretty much started in december and i started in december there were two weeks off for the holidays and then got back to it okay i i pretty quickly and when i say quickly i mean within the span of about it's i think it was about uh three months i went from 257 down to 247. Okay, then I spent another week and I went down to 246, but then I plateaued at 246 for like two weeks. And I was like, what the hell's going on? I'm going hard at the gym. I even, um, I tried to clean up my diet a little bit. I stopped eating fast food, processed food. I switched out 
potatoes. I was eating potatoes at every meal. So I put in um, cauliflower and broccoli. Okay. But then I added up my calories and I was like, well, that's why. See, I, I have this bad habit where I hate to count calories. This has always been a struggle for me. This has always been something I've dealt with. And so I started counting these calories and I realized, my God, I was eating so many more calories than I should have. It was amazing. I wasn't gaining weight. And if I wasn't careful, I was going to go back to gaining weight, right? Uh, So I started counting calories and I did the math. I got on the online, the calorie calculator. Guys, I'm not an expert at this. I'm I'm not a weight loss guru. I'm not a diet guru. I'm not a health guru, right? I talk a lot about eating healthy, trying to be healthy, right? I talk to you, uh, as I learn it, I talk to you as I discover it for myself. This is relatively new territory for me, this health and fitness stuff, right? In dating, I, okay, I, I, I am an expert in that topic. Human mating behavior, know a lot about that topic, right? But when it comes to fitness and uh, losing weight and lifting weights and working out and all this stuff, I'm still learning about this. Now, give me four or five years and I'll be an expert at that, but not yet. I'm still learning, okay? And and so I, I started counting calories. Boom, weight loss started again. Over the next week and a half, I lost down to 240. So I lost another six pounds, okay? And this was about right. I was trying, I was, you know, I was hitting it pretty hard. I was restricting my calories. I was hitting it pretty hard. And then I hit that 240 range, okay? So now, then I had a weekend, this last weekend, right? I ended on Thursday weighing in at exactly 240, a little over 240, like 240.4. And I that was up from about 239.6 the day before. So, you know, I'm, I'm hovering around there. And my goal weight for the end of April, which, you know, I've got roughly half the month left, is to get down to 236. So I have about four more pounds I need to lose to actually hit the goal I wrote down for myself, okay? Filled out the accountability sheet in my mastermind tribe. Now, for those of you who don't know, you probably know, uh, I do have a mastermind tribe. It's a private community where you can join to learn about everything involved in the process of becoming truly alpha. I have two courses I'm building there, truly alpha 101 it's called. It just goes through the basics of the alpha mentality. And then I have a course I call tribal dating and it's my dating course. And I'm building those courses one week at a time. And there's quite a few lessons in each one already. I also have a resources section with things like I have an accountability sheet. I have daily goal setting sheets. And also you get coaching when you get in there. We do group hangouts. It's awesome. It's really awesome. And it's helping everyone to level up and to get more accomplished in their life. I know that it's helped me big time and it's helped other people too. So I would really encourage you if you're just in a place in life where you're like, you know, I'm not getting the results I want. My life is just kind of stagnating. I, I don't really know what to do. I, this elf mentality thing, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of into it, but I don't really know how to get started. Join the Mastermind Tribe. It's free for the first month. If you don't like it, you can drop out. So yeah, I would I would really encourage you to, to join. It, it really is beneficial. Okay, but now with that being said, I filled out the accountability sheet and I, you know, I, I'm very close to beating my my goal, getting to my goal weight even before the deadline, which is the end of April. But to do it, I'm switching things up again. I'm like, got to keep the body guessing. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I just, the you know, 
I've always wanted to try this OMAD thing, okay? One meal a day. Shout out to John Somnez of Bulldog Mindset. I used to listen to a lot of John. Um, I don't listen to quite as much of it anymore just because I've been listening to some different stuff. Um, but John is a stand-up guy, and he's really smart about this health and wellness stuff, and he, he's got a great body. He obviously gets great results. So when it comes to fitness and stuff, I, I tend to take him pretty seriously. And he's talked a lot about the benefits of OMAD. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I want to try it. So the, the idea behind it is one meal a day. And basically what you do is you eat you know, one meal every day. You pick a good time and you eat it. And then you basically intermittent fast for the next 24 hours. Okay. So with that being said, here's what I do. Okay. I, I eat one meal now. And this is, my, this is only my second day. I started this on Sunday. And then I did it, you know, I, I ate dinner on Sunday evening, didn't eat again until Monday after gym time. Uh, and then I, there was no gym on Monday, it got canceled. However, you know, I still walked and did some stuff and then I ate my meal, but I still kept my calorie count, right? So I calculate the calories it can be based on, you know, how much exercise I did. So if I didn't do any exercise, a certain number of calories. If I did exercise, I calculate that. It can be that size, right? So you, you earn more calories if you work out. But I ate my dinner, didn't even eat my full calorie allowance because it's just a lot of food in one meal. And then that's it. Now I'm intermittent fasting again until tonight. And, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this until Friday and I'm going to see if I can, you know, continue on this weight loss trajectory that I'm on, you know, basically calorie restricting. And, and I'm also interested in this fasting thing. I've done a lot of research about fasting and there seems to be a lot of benefits. It seems like the body is able to rejuvenate and heal itself when you go into a fasting state. And intermittent fasting is obviously a lot easier to do than if you you know, fast for prolonged periods of time. I have done three-day water fasts, but they're, I've found them to be relatively brutal in the past. But part of that was because I didn't have the, the motivation to stick with it, right? Um, but now I've, I'm just really supercharged in the motivation department because of this accountability she and the mastermind tribe, right? Uh, because when you become accountable to other people, it really increases your motivation to succeed, right? And so to me, this is a magic ingredient. For me, accountability is a magic ingredient for achieving things you want to achieve. So long story short, I'm going to do this OMAD thing until Friday. So far, I'm really liking it. But here's the trick is, you know, I'm I was tempted at first to make my meal breakfast, but that's where the problem is because whenever I used to do that in the past, because I have tried this before in the past and I never had the motivation to stick with it, but what what happened in the past was I'd eat breakfast in the morning, I'd feel great, but then I would kind of burn out in the afternoon, right? And then it was just like not good. Now, with that being said, when I eat in the evening, you know, after gym time, so about 6 to 6.30 p.m., I'm going to bed at like nine, right? I'm getting up at like two, three in the morning and then I'm starting work for the day. And then what I do is, you know, I, I work all morning and I, I mean, I get kind of hungry, but I don't have like an energy crash during the day, right? And so eating that dinner after the gym, this just seems to work so much better because I avoid the whole energy crash thing because really all I'm going to do after the gym is I'm going to be getting ready for bed, going to bed, maybe finishing up a couple little things. I'm not going to have that energy crash. So to me, that works a lot better. 
and, and we're going to see how it goes. I'll update you on that. But yeah, that's what's going on with my life. My, that's my life, guys and girls. I, I just I mean, strive every day to level up mind, body, spirit, to become 1% better than I was the day before. This is how we do it. You know how we do it. You know how it goes. All right. With that being said, let's get into the actual purpose of this podcast, the actual topic, how to find your life purpose and achieve it in 11 steps. Once again, this is based on a pod, or on a blog post that I wrote. You can find the link down in the description. You know how we do it. It's the same as we do every Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, let's jump into this. How to find your life purpose. This is definitely not an easy question to answer. And every single person will need to follow a slightly different path to find out what it means for them. Personally, it took me almost 30 years to discover my life purpose. And even then, I only really figured it out when it came to the understanding that your life purpose is usually something that you create and adopt for yourself, rather than something thrust upon you by the world. Though it is true that sometimes the circumstances of your life will play a crucial role in leading you to determine what this purpose is. I could write several books on the entire process of finding your life purpose, but for the purposes of making this blog post as concise and as helpful as possible, I've condensed it down into 11 steps to help give you the bullet points of all the most important and crucial elements of the journey that I've discovered along the way. Let's dive in. My story. I want to take just a moment and preface these following steps with a small cliff notes version of my own personal story. When I was young, I didn't really take life that seriously. My life had very little meaning, and I didn't really have a set purpose for myself. I was very religious, so in many respects, religion became the object of my purpose. It kind of filled that spot for me to such an extent that I never really went on my own journey of self-discovery. By the time I was 25 years old, I had still not embarked upon what I call the hero's arc. However, at 26 years old, I walked away from religion, and not long after that, a lot of other things happened in my life. My wife ended up informing me that we were getting a divorce, and long story short, I needed to perform a total life reset at the age of 30. I pretty much had to leave everything behind and start my life all over again as a single divorced father in his early 30s, and this really shook me awake. You can read more about the details of my story in various different blog posts, and you can listen to different YouTube videos to learn more about it, but suffice it to say, I came face to face with the grim reality that everything I had known about life was crashing down around me, and I had no clue how to move forward or figure out what to do. I had really hit rock bottom, and I was faced with a big decision. I could either give up, or I could try to figure out how to fix my life and move forward. I chose to try to fix my life, and this led to me eventually discovering what I now call the alpha mentality. Now, there's a lot more to my story than I haven't told you here. And if you tune into my podcast, read more of my blog posts, or watch content on my YouTube channel, you'll probably get a better idea of exactly what that process looked like for me on a personal level. But suffice it to say, I spent a great deal of time and energy trying to figure out what my purpose was in the wake of my failed past life. And these 11 steps that I'm about to share with you proved to be the steps that guided me to finding my true path and discovering my own purpose. In other words, these aren't just 11 steps that I pulled out of thin air. These are the steps that actually worked for me, that actually helped me to transform my life from a complete train wreck to being successful and having a life characterized by meaning, fulfillment, satisfaction, happiness, and victory. My life certainly isn't perfect, and I haven't achieved as much as some other people have. But every day, I'm in the trenches, and every day my life is moving in a more positive direction in all of the vital domains and areas that matter, and I'm definitely on track to achieve all my goals. All right, enough about me now. Let's jump into these steps and help you get started on the path to finding your purpose today.
Step number one, determine what you want. Before you can begin to decode the purpose of your life, you'll need to figure out what you actually want. What matters to you? What constitutes success in your eyes? What do you desire for your life? And why do those desires matter to you? Before you can draw a map, you need to know what the destination is. Start by taking a piece of paper and writing down all the things you'd like to have, accomplish, and be known for. For me, I actually began this process by thinking about what I wanted people to say or think about me at my funeral. I thought to myself, what would I want to be known for at the end of my life? What would it take for me to feel like I had lived well? What would I need to do or achieve in order to be proud of my accomplishments when I finally reach the end? You should write down everything you can think of on a piece of paper. This is a really challenging step, but it's an important one. In fact, I would recommend doing this at least once per year. Figure out what success would really mean to you. Once you've performed the step, you'll be ready to move on to the next one. Step two, visualize your future. Once you write down some things that you would like for your future, it's important to start visualizing what these things would look like and mean to you in real context of your life. For me, I often visualize what I want my life to look like when I'm 40, 50, 60, and beyond. In fact, I've even written down many of these visions, and I've enhanced them, adjusted them, and fleshed them out as time has gone by. Creating a vivid vision for your future will help you as you strive to determine and create your purpose. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to take a little break here and tell you, you know, these things will shift and change too over time. You're going to adapt. You're going to, at first, you're going to choose a vision for your future. You're going to start to pursue it. Then you might realize, you know, I need to shift a little bit. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a normal part of the process. Step number three, figure out what kind of legacy you want to leave behind when you're gone. As you strive to learn how to find your purpose in life, remember that you're not just trying to visualize the stuff you'll have, money, cars, houses, etc. You also want to visualize what you'll be working on. You'll want to visualize what projects you'll be devoting your time to and how you're going to be helping the world. This is crucially important. I believe that we should all strive to leave a lasting legacy of greatness in the world. In other words, we want to leave a dent in the universe. We want future generations to have been impacted by our work and our pursuit of excellence. Ultimately, we want what we do in this life to matter. Imagine if people were to write about you in history books in the future, what would they say about your life? How many lives would you have had a significant impact on? All of these questions matter now as you strive to learn how to find your purpose and figure out how you should live on a daily basis. Some people may not be interested in leaving a legacy, but if you plan to live like a true alpha, this must matter to you. Step four, figure out how you want to make a difference. As you strive to figure out how to find your life purpose, create that purpose, and then manifest that purpose into existence, it'll be vitally important to understand how you want to make a difference in the world through that purpose. For example, when I think about my coaching clients, I don't just think about booking more of them so that I get more money. Of course, I want to make more money, but I also always make sure that I'm investing in my clients that I already have so that they can go on to produce real amazing results in their own lives. In fact, most days, the stuff that weighs heaviest on my heart is how my current clients are doing. Are they growing? Are they learning? Are they making progress in the right areas? I often give away far more time than I get paid for just so that I can do my very best to provide value and help each and every one of them to achieve their goals. And guess what? Even though I don't always get paid for doing the extra, I would never change a bit of it because at the end of the day, what I really want is to make a real difference in the lives of each of my clients. It truly matters. Step number five, start setting goals. 
Now that you've figured out at least a rough visualization of what you'd like your future to look like, it's time to start setting goals that will take you in that direction. Don't worry, it doesn't have to be perfect right now. You may change your vision as you progress down the path, but it's really important to get started using your future vision of your life as a destination. Begin writing down what steps you'll need to take to get there. This will probably include many different domains. You'll want to make goals for how to achieve financial success, how to build the type of family you want, how you want your dating life to look, how you're going to level up mind, body, and spirit as you get older, etc. All of these things are important. I often speak about the importance of doing the following things as you set your goals for your future. You'll want to mind your business, get your money, pursue your purpose in life, level up mind, body, and spirit, leave behind the victim mentality, embrace radical self-responsibility, and become 1% better every day to make sure that you're not stagnating and deteriorating in your life. Make sure to include all of these elements in your goal-setting process. Step number six, make a plan. Breaking your goals down into achievable, actionable steps is the beginning of the process of making a plan for finding your life purpose and pursuing it. Sometimes this will require some creativity. For example, you may need to take a look at your talents, interests, and passions as you do this. You'll also need to take a look at things you've experienced in life and blend them together to figure out how all of these tools can fit into helping you to achieve the future you desire for yourself. See, for me, I began my journey by leveraging my talent for writing with my passion and experience in the self-help niche because I was very actively engaged in the process of trying to rebuild my life after my divorce. I also combined this with my natural personality inclination to be an empathetic leader. For me, this was a perfect blend of ingredients to start blogging, YouTubing, and podcasting and eventually led to me creating my own mastermind tribe where I coach other people on how to follow the alpha mentality path just like I did and continue to do. It's important that you blend these things together to create a plan that works for you, that utilizes your own talents, gifts, passions, experiences, personality, etc. We're all unique and we all have something incredibly powerful and significant to offer the world. So try to take this all into account as you create your plan and make sure that it gives you as many advantages for succeeding as possible. Step number seven, start diligently working toward your goals. Unfortunately, the only way to get to the top of the mountain is to start climbing. This means you're going to have to work. You're going to have to work hard. Thomas Edison once said, opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. And guess what? He was right. And one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's six rules of success includes this step. Work like hell. There's just no way around it. Once you determine what you want, set goals to create a roadmap to it, and then break those goals down into a more structured plan of action, it'll be time to start working your ass off to get where you want to be. This is going to be a difficult process, but it will be made easier if you can cultivate powerful life habits for yourself. Step number eight, cultivate powerful life habits. Habits are essential to success. The better your habits become, the better off you'll be. Don't get me wrong, hard work is always hard work. But when you create powerful life habits that empower you to get more work done with less pure brawn and strength of focus, well, you'll be that much more likely to be able to make meaningful progress on a daily basis. For best results, start identifying the parts of your life, the bad habits, that aren't contributing to forward progress and then begin replacing those parts with positive habits that will actually help you to take you closer to your goals. For example, I recently gave up the habit of eating potatoes with almost every meal and replaced it with eating broccoli, cauliflower, or green beans with each meal instead. 
I also recently gave up the habit of eating steak and fried eggs with each breakfast and adopted a habit of eating a healthier, lower-calorie bowl of oatmeal with one hard-boiled egg to help me reach the calorie deficit I needed for my weight loss fitness goals. Now, as you ladies and gentlemen know, I'm actually currently doing OMAD, so even that is a little outdated. But hey, you know, this is just a testament to this next part. These may seem like small habit changes, but they are just two of dozens of other habits that I've used to help take me further along in my path and to make myself a better person than I used to be. And guess what? This process never stops. Almost every week, I'm looking for new habits to adopt and old habits to replace. This is all part of continuing to level up to be 1% better every day. Step 9. Be genuine, authentic, and real. Oftentimes in life, we'll be tempted to change ourselves so that we'll be more liked by other people. Sometimes we're tempted to give up on our journey and the destiny we truly want because it just seems too difficult. Sometimes we'll be tempted to take the easy way out in order to avoid some of the hard work the success requires of us. Now, don't get me wrong. Analyzing our path, revising our techniques, and trying to adapt to our circumstances are all strong points. But if you truly want to succeed in this life, you must be genuine, authentic, and real. And if you, as a person, aren't the kind of person who's capable of achieving success, being the real you, then it's time to start transforming yourself to become the person you need to be in order to achieve the purpose you desire for yourself. This doesn't mean that you need to put on a persona or be fake or pretend. It mostly means that you just need to change your behaviors to adopt behaviors that are more likely to help you succeed. Step number 10. Adopt a code or a set of rules for your life. When my life fell apart and hit rock bottom back in 2017 and I was forced to take a long, hard look at myself, I realized that I had done a lot of things wrong to contribute to my current state of suffering. The truth is that the alpha mentality demands that we be radically self-responsible and that we take full responsibility for everything we experience in life. Sure, there's a certain amount of my failed marriage that may not have been completely my fault, but I still take full ownership over it. See, when I truly accept responsibility for my shortcomings and vow to become better, I take full control over everything that I have control over, which is really only my own actions. This gives me the power to fix my life problems and helps to keep me from being stuck in miserable circumstances that are beyond my control. Don't get me wrong. It sucks, hurts, and feels terrible to take responsibility for my own problems in life. It would feel a lot better in the short term to blame my divorce on my ex-wife, point fingers at her, live a bitter life, and take solitude in my own little cocoon of delusion. But this would not only be a lie, it would also just contribute to the problem. I would never grow, become better, or figure out how to actually solve the problems that led me to such destruction. Now, one of the methods that we must utilize if we want to do this, if we want to solve our own life problems, is that we must create or adopt a set of rules for ourselves. For me, this took the form of the 18 vows of the Oath of Kings and Queens. This is the alpha mentality code that helped to guide me in the aftermath of my divorce, and these rules for life truly saved me and changed everything. You can read these by going to my website, joshuasagivas.com, going to the top menu tab option and clicking on the 18 vows tab. You can read all 18 of the vows. I created this list of rules to help me avoid making the same mistakes that I had made in my past, and it served me very well ever since I adopted them. I strive to meditate on these rules and follow them on a daily basis, and whenever I stick to them, I find that my life gets better and that I continue onward in a positive trajectory toward my true life purpose. Step 11. Commit to becoming the best that you can be. 
At the end of the day, it's important to realize that none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. And guess what? Neither of us will ever be. But here's the thing. Imperfection isn't what destroys us. Failing to strive to become better on a daily basis is what destroys us. How? Because when we don't commit to leveling up every single day in all of the vital areas that matter, we basically succumb to a sort of life stagnation that actually leads to deterioration over time. In other words, a lot of people peak at some point early in their lives and then they just deteriorate for the rest of their existence. This is a recipe for pure disaster, misery, and suffering. And on a side note, this is also the reason for why a lot of people struggle in their dating life. Instead, we must be focused on leveling up every single day to be at least 1% better than we were the day before. We must level up our mind, body, and spirit and always seek to be embracing radical self-responsibility so that we can leave the victim mentality behind and take full initiative in creating our own life and destiny. At the end of the day, this is what the ALF mentality is all about. To take action-oriented, intentional control of your life energy and trajectory, embracing radical self-responsibility, shirking victim mentality, and determining to utilize your time and resources wisely to create a meaningful, significant destiny and long-lasting legacy of greatness in the world. And that's going to be it. I just close out the blog post and that's the that's all she wrote. I hope that you found that useful. And, and I, what I would encourage you to do is I would actually encourage you to click through go to the description and go to that blog post. And I would like you to look at those different steps, maybe even write them down. You could print them out, whatever. And then really take a stab at really trying to follow them. Like a lot of people don't do this. Listen, this is, this is the real shit. A lot of people will agree with the stuff I'm saying. Okay. They'll listen to me talk about it and maybe they'll agree with me. They'll be, Oh yeah, this is great stuff. You know, but then, then they go to bed and they wake up and what do they do? They fall right back into the same old habits. You know, they engage in the same escapism. They engage in the same sedentary lifestyle. They don't work to better themselves. They don't try to figure out what their purpose is. The vast majority of people, you know, walking down the street, when you stop them and ask them what their life purpose is, they don't even know how to answer the question. They've never put any thought into this. And this is a great tragedy in a sense, right? And I'm writing about this right now in, in the book that I'm working on. And, and I promise it's going to be done one of these days. It's just so late. It, it's run behind in every way possible. But we're working on it. We're getting there now. Uh, anyway, the point is, is that a lot of people just don't ever think about this. And that's a great tragedy. But as alphas, we can't afford not to think about this. We can't afford not to have these questions answered. We have to know what we want for our future and we have to make a plan to reach it. Your plan may be different than mine. That's totally fine. I'll be honest. There are people out there who know how to make way more money than I know how to make. There are people out there who know how to get in way better shape than I know how to get into, right? Um, all I can do is do the very best with what I have and also constantly try to learn better and then to improve, right? And if if I stick with this program, then what's going to happen is I'm going to continue to improve in my over the course of my entire life, right? Uh this is this is the key, right? Uh achieving perfection, being the pinnacle, being the very 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 best is not necessarily the goal. The goal is to continue to become better every day. But we can't do that if we don't start embracing some of the fundamentals, right? And having a vision for how you want your life to turn out. 
is essential to that process. You have to have a purpose. You have to be pursuing that purpose. There has to be a plan. This is implicit in the alpha mentality, right? And I'm going to read the definition of the alpha mentality one more time for you. To take action-oriented, intentional control of your life, energy, and trajectory, embracing radical self-responsibility, shirking victim mentality, and determining to utilize your time and resources wisely to create a meaningful, significant destiny and lasting legacy of greatness in the world. Really, it's, it's about intentional thinking. It's about living on purpose, being in the driver's seat of your life instead of getting in the passenger seat and allowing life to drive you wherever the hell it wants. And implicit within this is a plan of action. We have to imagine some kind of outcome. A lot of people are afraid to do that. They think they're going to look foolish. They think they're going to sound dumb because they're going to have this dream and then everyone around them is going to crush it and they're going to be like, oh, that's stupid. A lot of people are afraid of this. A lot of people are afraid to even come up with a dream for their life, much less to speak it out loud and write it down and start working on it. But that's the difference. That is where the difference begins, right? That's where the, the alpha mentality separates you from other people. The truth of the matter is that most people aren't going to want to be alpha. Most people aren't going to want to live this lifestyle. Most people want to just do what's comfortable, engage in escapism, chase happiness, chase the feelings of life. And they just want to, you know, they're like, I just want to have a happy life. I just want to have a nice place to live. And I'd like to make more money. I'd like to get a raise at work. This is all the stuff they think about. That That's it. And I personally want more than that. I believe I'm capable of more than that. I know I'm capable of more than that. I know I'm capable of leaving a lasting mark in this world, a positive mark. I, I know that I'm capable of impacting this world in a bigger, better way than that. Okay. Now, I'm not trying to shit on people who don't want to live that way. I'm not trying to hate on them. No, you, you know, there's no, uh, there's no requirement to live the way that I'm propagating. There's no requirement at all. It's completely voluntary. In fact, the truth of the matter is that most people probably aren't going to be made up for this. Most people probably aren't going to have the drive or the the motivation or even the desire to live the way that I live and the way that I propagate to live. However, it's also true that everyone can benefit from embracing basic alpha mentality principles in their lives, even if they're not going to take it all the way. And I also believe that there's a reason for why you're listening to this podcast. It, you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't interested in this. You wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't interested in leaving a bigger mark in this world, right? And there's a there's a little spark inside of, of us. You know, honestly, I believe that it lives in everyone, but it never wakes up in some people for one reason or another. Or maybe it wakes up and it gets suffocated. I don't know. I, I don't know why. But for some reason, some people have a spark and it causes them to seek things out. And that's why you found this podcast. That's why you listen to it. And that's why I'm doing it. And so we are we are of common spirit, you and I. And this is important. And so that's why I do this. And that's why I think it's so important. And so, so don't give up on it. Pursue it. 
continue to level up every day. Mind your business, get your money, pursue your purpose in life, level up mind, body, spirit, become 1% better every day than you were yesterday. Leave behind the victim mentality. Um, if you really want to go hard, join my mastermind tribe. I'll help you go hard at it. We'll help you to start making serious headway with accountability and, and guidance and coaching. It's But whatever you choose to do, even if the path doesn't look like mine, find your purpose, live with intention, live on purpose, leave it on the battlefield, leave it all out there. Don't just live your life, you know, just sitting on the sidelines. Don't do it. You, you wouldn't be listening to this right now if that's what you wanted. It's not what you want. You know better than that. So do better. You're capable. I've never yet met a single person in this world who doesn't have incredible potential, who doesn't have an amazing array of talents and gifts that would empower them to change the world. It's all about whether we choose to do it or not. And a lot of people just don't choose to do it because they're not motivated and it's a, it's a hell of a lot of work. But it is worth it. I believe it's worth it. And you believe it's worth it too, I have a feeling. I have a feeling you agree. All right, that's going to be it. Let's move on to the quote of the day. I love talking about quotes. I love learning from people who are better than me, who have accomplished more than me. And today, the quote that I want to share is from Washington Irving. Great minds have purposes. Others have wishes. Let me say that one more time. Great minds have purposes. Others have wishes. Let that sink in. That's a super powerful quote. Washington Irving, um, one of the... um, like a very, very popular author from the 19th century. Here's the thing, guys. We can have a purpose or we can have a wish, right? We can kind of sit around and hope things will change or we can set a goal and start hacking away at it. Obviously, I vote for the latter. I vote for the the outcome where we take intentional action to change our lives. I believe that's the true way. All right, that's going to be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side.